Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christopher Hall Show. I'm excited to welcome the program, Dr. Christopher Hall. Dr. Hall, how are you? Thank you for your service. And uh, again, as you keep talking about the coronavirus, the cases go up, especially where you're located in Mississippi. Totally right about that, Neil. And, you know, it looks like we're seeing that all over the country. And also, and also, you know, uh, they're seeing that in um, uh, different parts of the world. So I think it's, you know, again, kind of acting like the flu. So, but anyway, um, we're working hard to take care of people. Uh, but I'm very excited about the guest that we have today. All right. I cannot wait to hear who he, who he is. Go ahead and introduce him, Chris. Well, no problem. Well, it gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome to the show an actor, a director, a producer. Uh, uh, we first kind of met him in, in, in George of the Jungle back in the early 2000s. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome to the show actor and producer, uh, Mr. Christopher Shireman. Welcome to the show, Chris. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's great to be here. Absolutely, Chris. When you like look back at your uh, career, do you what what are what are your thoughts saying? Did you really think that's what you were going to do? You know, I no, I don't think we ever look back and go, "Well, that went exactly as I planned it." Uh, but <laughs> but it always goes exactly as it needed to go in retrospect. You know, it all all makes sense in retrospect. Um, so I think the career trajectory just sort of led me to where I needed to be at the time. And you make peace with that and, and embrace it and do as much as you can where you're at. All right, Chris, we'll take you back. He wants to hear your story. So go ahead, Dr. Hall, for your first question. Oh, yeah, well, no problem. Well, Chris, you know, um, tell us a little bit about um, you know, how you got interested in music. Um, did you, um, how early on did you start with music and and tell us a little about that. You know, my mom was a music teacher, and so my brother and I were were started off pretty young and, and mostly against our will to play piano and practice every day. And throughout that time period, I, I fought against music because it was something that was forced upon me. And then about high school, I realized, oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm getting really popular because I have this ability and I can be in a rock band and, and, you know, girls like musicians. <laughs> so, uh, I started to pursue that and I went to college for it and it's, it's been a huge outlet and, and source of, uh, inspiration for me in my life ever since. So I haven't done, um, I've done a little bit of professional composing, but most of the compositions that I've done are just for myself. Did that help you in a lot of ways and everything you do being involved in music kind of, it takes uh, helps you in other other types of jobs you do. Oh my gosh, absolutely! Um, especially acting. Yeah, when I approach a role, one of the key things that I look for when I'm I'm dealing with a new character is what is this guy's soundtrack? What music is playing in his head? Because if you can figure out what he hears when nobody else hears anything, you can figure out this guy's rhythm. You can figure out how he moves. You can figure out. Um, how how he's going to respond to the world in a, in a much more subtle way than using words to describe him. So uh, it, it's been a great tool as an actor uh, to use music and and my love for all music. I, I love all genre of music. So um, uh, that's been that's been really helpful for me uh, in creating characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, Doctor Hall. Next question. 
Wow, that's, that's incredible because you know, and I think kind of everyone kind of agrees that music kind of it tells you know what it tells you a lot about a person's soul and how they're feeling, and there's, there's music for each type of you know shade of life. Right. And um, and so that's very very interesting. So tell us about I mean acting and stuff like that. How does that relate to acting? And so far as is there always a particular story you're trying to tell as a, as a character? Yeah, you know when when you get lucky enough to to be entrusted with a character, I always feel like I owe that character something. I, I need to tell his story as honestly as I can, and and not. Uh, not shaded with my own experience to, to the degree that I can do that. We all bring ourselves to everything we do. So that's, that's Im- impossible on a deeper level, but um, I, I try to be true to the character because I know that, that what I do with him is quite possibly the only time he gets to live through me. So I feel a responsibility to that character and um, uh, having the, having the, the music as, as a background for for him really helps to uh, inform that character and inform me of, of what he needs and just to try to listen to the character as opposed to trying to force myself on him. Um, I hope that answered the question. It, I, I it, it, I it does. It does. <laughs> for sure. It does, Chris, because the fact is that you want to live it to the best of your ability. So when you're given a role... You want to understand what that role is and then try to live it as you as you are that character, but you also are the creative control of that character. You are going to make it come to life. Even though it was written, that's true. you have to envision that character. And that's all about branding. If you're not going to have a good character of a good show or have all good characters, the show's not going to be successful. So true. Right, right. And it's got to be something... You have to find that no matter what the character is, good guy, bad guy, uh, you know, choices that you would make or choices that you maybe wouldn't make in your real life, doesn't matter. He has to be, he or she has to be relatable for an audience. And ultimately, you know, when we're enjoying entertainment, to, to some degree, we project ourselves as the audience, we project ourselves into those characters. So when developing a character, you have to make him or her accessible somehow. So, so whoever's watching it can see themselves somehow in, in that character's shoes and become empathetic or take that emotional journey with the character, which is what entertainment is. We're, we're, we're giving you, we're giving you an emotional journey without the jeopardy involved in taking that journey. The characters take the jeopardy alone, but you get to take the ride with them. So true. So true. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Hall, next question. Yes, very incredible. Yeah, and so, you know, and, that, and that's kind of the thing I, I, I was kind of thinking about, especially during this time, you know, when it, it's such a stressful time, you know, with this, this infection and and really just, you know, the isolation and, and, and people having to be home and, and that's stress. That's real kind of stress. And, and so I think that, or what do you think, Chris, so far as in, 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 in acting? Um, is that a way that, you know, um, that we can actually uh, relax people, make people feel, uh, you know, uh, less stress? Is, is it a way that, you know, you as an actor working to help people release their stress? Is that Do you see yourself doing that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's so great that we're talking about stress. I was just watching a show about stress last night. Basically, it all boils down to stress. 
all this this pent up energy that that doesn't get expressed and it turns into stress, which turns into God knows what cancer or or disease, any kind, Very anything true. that we're we're not able to let go of, right? So um, I think if you can find any outlet, whether it's you know it's acting for me or it's music for me, uh, folks who like to do pottery or dance or any way to express yourself um, and feel like you're you're putting your essence out into the world. I feel like society's sort of set up through no fault of anyone, then set up for us to sublimate our true essence so we can serve a greater good. You go to a job and maybe you're the um, ticket taker at the, at the opera. Um, that might not be, <laughs> that might not be the most fulfilling thing for you. So you have to find those ways to, to, to fulfill your essence to express your essence into the world or I feel like it's toxic to to never and to never have that fulfillment to never realize that potential exactly yeah incredible and, and so when you're talking about that that stress building up it just really becomes something that you aren't able to be who you are when you're thinking about things yeah. that are stressing you out and we'll get later into your project because that project and working out definitely relieves stress. But, you know, watching <laughs> that stress program, I think everyone's stressed out with the coronavirus and the election and wants everything to disappear. And it, Chris, now I'm, I like Dr. Hall's stance now. He's not as nervous about this next wave as he was before, maybe because of the therapeutics, Dr. Hall. Isn't that true? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think we've learned a whole lot more, you know, and 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 um, we're just improving on 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 all sides. I mean, uh, the research side to new drugs, and the therapies that we're using to help people during this time, you know, that that from what isolation occurs, the stress that we're talking about now, uh, it's all very very neat and very incredible. So, I mean, definitely, definitely. All right, so I'm going to jump right quickly. Chris to his big break now how did now your big break in acting was uh the jungle book right jungle book two right, right. so how did that George happen of, how, George of the jungle two. George, yeah. George 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 but yeah always get those mixed up sorry George of the jungle two and uh I'm sure people have said that but uh, so basically tell me how George of the jungle two how that opportunity came about well you know it, it was a, a huge <laughs> Luck always plays plays a big part, I think, in, in in getting those opportunities. You also have to be very prepared and and ready to hit the ground running when they fall into your lap. But I can't I can't dismiss the fact that it was it was a million to one chance that Brendan Fraser didn't want to come back to do it, and I, being a nobody in town, just happened to meet the right people at the right time that were able to put me in front of the people that that needed to see me. Um, so I was, I was very lucky. I, and Jordan Kerner, the producer of that project, uh, was kind of took me under his wing, sort of like a father figure. He knew I was, I was very new in, in this industry and didn't know what I was doing. And he really protected me and sort of shepherded me along, uh, that process, not only, you know, for the success of his own project, but I felt like, uh, you know, he really, he really invested into me as an actor and a human being as well. So I, I was very lucky to be surrounded by great people during that period. All right, Dr. Hall, next question. 
wow, that's incredible that, you know, kind of what, you know, uh, what Chris is saying so far is, you know, finding uh, in Hollywood mentors and, and, and role models that can, you know, uh, you know, help you get through. And so, and I'm sure you've had to do a lot of that over the year too with, with younger actors. Chris, is that true? Yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite things is, is to try and help people. And no matter who we are, where we are in life, there's always somebody that's behind you and you can throw a hand back and, and help them. And I, I know because I've been helped so much along the way and continue to, to need a helping hand, you know, to get to the next step. But I'm sure you probably had the same experience with your career. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a huge fulfillment for me when I have the opportunity to reach out and help somebody that maybe isn't where I've gone to or learn some of the lessons that I've gotten to learn already. Um, and, it, and it's sort of life affirming too, because it reminds me, Oh yeah, there was a point in time when I didn't know this either. And now I get to share it with somebody else and you, you get to sort of experience the wonder and joy of, of, you know, the gifts that you've got a second time because you get to pass them on to the next generation, you know, the next group that's interested in what you do. So what do you think of the young actors today that are coming up? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talent out there and there's, there's, um, I think so many opportunities and so many new ways to tell stories. It's definitely changing at a quantum pace compared to when, when I, first started in this industry it was filmed for the last you know 70 years and then suddenly changing from film to digital to new media and then that new media didn't have to follow the same rules of you know tv shows and and um uh censors and and what you could what was considered content what wasn't considered content i'm blown away now by how creative people can tell stories and sometimes in, in a matter of, uh, of just a few minutes, um, which is, you know, which is a double-edged sword too, because I feel like the audience now there's, there is an audience for long form content, very long form content, because now instead of a movie, you might binge a season of a TV show just to get a story arc. But then on the other extreme, you might need to get a whole story in in 60 seconds. So, um, so it's kind of the wild west all over again in entertainment. And, uh, and I feel like for any young person coming in right now, there's just nothing but opportunity to, to hone your craft and to, um, keep your mind open to all the different possibilities, the new possibilities for, um, telling stories. Oh, wow. Yeah. Go ahead, doctor. All next question. Yeah, wow, this is interesting. You know, it just you have to be so versatile. You know, just uh, and the and the and really the the range of roles that that Chris has played over the years is just incredible. You know, um, <laughs> I'm thinking about yeah, I'm thinking about you know just some of the actual um, uh, theater uh, like in in, in the Maryland playing Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, and this the the different you know uh, films that you've been in. I mean, uh, Tor and Supergirl. Uh, wow. Uh, was there a particular uh, role that you've liked more than any? I mean, there's probably been so many, but I mean, can you think of one that you've really, that you really yeah. enjoyed? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I've fallen in love with, with every role I've, I've gotten to do for different reasons. They all have 
you know, something special about them that, like I said, I've been entrusted to, to bring to an audience, to bring to a world. And I feel like that's, that's a huge responsibility. I loved and, and was, was, uh, pretty terrified and also loved, uh, getting a chance to play Joe DiMaggio, uh, for uh, a live musical about the life of Marilyn Monroe. Um, cause it was, he, he's a real person and it's one of the few times that I've gotten to play a real person and, uh, uh some of Joe's, um, descendants even came to see it. So of course that's a little nerve wracking to know you're, you're playing their, you know, grandfather's their grandfather. And, uh, and it's a huge responsibility. But as far as acting challenges, I recently, um, wrapped on a movie, uh, that, will be coming out probably early next year. Uh, currently it's called the method and it's about a method actor, um, that is, is working on his next role, which is, which is very meta because it's, <laughs> it's an actor acting, portraying an actor, uh, who's portraying a character. So it's, it's sort of, uh, um, the Russian doll, uh, stack dolls of, of character work. Uh, so within, within this script, uh, I got to play two different, I got to play the actor that was in the script plus the character that he was becoming. So it was, it was kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And I got to play two separate roles, uh, within the same story. And it was a, it was a fresh, really creative, uh, way for them to, to tell this story. I love the script. Um, uh, so it was, that was a, a fun challenge for me. You know what it sounds like to me is you brought up method acting right. or you brought you draw about preparing for a character. You look at Joe DiMaggio. You look at you look at some of your other characters that you've played. I mean, really yeah. you have to really study and understand it. So they've not been the easiest characters to play. And so you have to understand and develop and you just talked about, you know, you know, going out out of your comfort zone in certain aspects and that sounds like who you are. But what about now? I mean, to get a role like you did, be, you know, before, uh, you're in great, you're in good shape, you're in great shape. What made you want to really promote as an actor your fitness? What gave you that thought process that you wanted to have the people to know about you and fitness? Well, thanks for asking. You know, uh, ever since I I did George of the Jungle and you're you're 85 percent naked for most of the movie, uh, fitness was was a big backdrop of that character. You had to be in great shape. And, and I was, man, I was training four hours a day, two to four hours a day, every day, uh, while we were doing that. So I, I got a lot of, um, folks that were interested in how to, how to achieve that physique. And a lot of people would write and ask, um, what do you do? How do I do it? And it's not honestly practical. I don't think for most people to stay in that good of shape all the time, but there are, tricks and ways to, to get there. And the reason why, uh, just recently I decided to do, to do something about fitness now was inspired by the pandemic because so many people that I know that used to have gym memberships and, and would depend on uh, all the specialized equipment inside a gym, uh, for the fitness. Now with the gyms closed and fitness equipment, um, being so expensive, there's so much demand for fitness equipment. The stuff that I've looked at online has has risen in price 500%. And there's a lot of, I think, profiteering going on because of the supply and demand. So uh, I wanted to find a way 
to help people get out and do an exercise, do a, a system or a, a, a workout that would not only be effective and legitimate, but something very enjoyable too, because I know for myself, if I'm not enjoying myself, I'm probably not going to stick with it. And so I wanted, we wanted to find a, a fun way to get people back out, um, off the couch and, and outside into the sunlight where, uh, they could, they could get back to the, those feel good endorphins that, uh, they once had in the gym. And because you're in California, awesome. the gyms are not open yet, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure in, in a lot of other places, uh, are. those restrictions yeah. have lifted. Yeah. 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 But, um, I, I know for a lot of folks that have canceled their gym membership, they might not be going back or they're trying different things. So I want to just put this out as an option for folks as well to, um, uh, as, as another, as another way to, to exercise. And you guys are in Pittsburgh. Is that right? No, he is in Mississippi. I'm in Pittsburgh. So yes, you're so, in Pittsburgh. You're yeah. in Pittsburgh. Neil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Mississippi and Pittsburgh, um, different climates there. I know Pittsburgh, I used my very first agent was in Pittsburgh. I know it gets super cold there, uh, yes, in the winter yes, time. And yes. so, yeah, outdoor workouts, uh, can involve, uh, uh, enduring the, enduring the climate as well <laughs> during the winter. Uh, Mississippi, uh, you're dealing probably more with humidity, uh, in the summer, but it's probably, I, I would guess I've never been in Mississippi lovely in the, in the wintertime. Is that right? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're totally right. I think you're totally right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They get, they get some ice storms, Mississippi and Alabama get some ice storms. That's where he's, he goes back and forth from. So I remember living in Arkansas, Uh, we had the ice storms, even though, you know, wouldn't go down to like 30, we'd hardly get snow, but the ice storms are not fun. Trust me. You're much, you're much. I didn't didn't realize it got that cold. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. 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 Is that right? Dr. Hall. Yeah. Isn't that true? Ice storms are your big thing when it gets cool. In Mississippi and Alabama. Oh yeah, oh yeah, me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, you know, the it, it, the thing about the weather in this part of the country is that it's kind of um, it's it's pretty much unpredictable, particularly if you live along the Gulf, you know, Gulf, uh, like Mobile, where I live, and you know, it, it just changes so rapidly. And uh, obviously, we just saw where you know <laughs> the Gulf Coast was hit a couple times, so. But I mean, I just think what I think what Chris is doing is so essential, you know, during this time period of actually, you know, getting people back moving, uh, getting them back motivated and and really, you know, when you're in better shape, okay, and you know, your immune system is boosted from that being better shape, you're stronger really in this in this environment with this virus. So I mean, this is exciting. Absolutely. Thank you. So where can yeah. we so well, yeah, so Chris, where's the best place people can check you out? Where can we go? Well that's a that's a great question. Um so there's a channel on YouTube uh, the path of least resistance. Uh, there's the website www.pathofleastresistance.com, and make sure it's leash, not least, L-E-A-S-H-E-D. And we call it that because you're using dog leashes. So, um, pathofleastresistance.com. Um, there is a, a Facebook page that you can get to all of the uh, product that way, or path of least resistance fitness on Instagram. So lots of, lots of different ways to get to the same material. Um, but it's the, the actual videos themselves are very short, 60 seconds and intended to be, 
uh, as entertaining as they are informative, what we call uh, fittertainment. <laughs> so what, what, um, you just finished Great. shooting, what projects do you have currently? Without, you talked about your personal one, but what about acting? Yeah, so acting-wise, um, uh, finishing up this movie that I'd mentioned before called The Method, um, so that's in post at the moment. Uh, I believe that um, one of a movie that I'd worked on a while back is getting re-released. We're very excited about that coming back out. It's called Complacent. It's a drama uh, by Stephen Monroe. And um, I just worked with a buddy of mine uh, on a project called My Corona. So Phil Gorn oh, uh, is a, a veteran veteran director, and, and he just did the first, see if I get this right, uh, the first ever movie that was directed entirely virtually. So during the pandemic, oh, he, he directed this <laughs> through, through uh, you know, um, Zoom and Skype. Uh, so he wasn't even in the room with the actors at the time. Hey, you never know what's going to come next in this Incredible. business for sure. So uh, Dr. Yeah. Hall, go ahead and uh, summarize Chris. Oh, wow. Well, you know, with no problem. I mean, it's just great because, you know, all the years, you know, we've benefited from his acting talent, his producing talent. And and now, you know, in, in, in this time, I tell you, there's so much stress and we're inside and we have restrictions on us. Um, just what he's offering, you know, um, the these um, his courses are going to be so helpful to Americans. And personally, myself as a doctor, I mean, I'm seeing patients that are asking me all the time, "Hey, what can I do?" They're out in the house, and I'm going to tell, I'm going to refer them to to Chris and what he's doing. So, I mean, it's just been a great opportunity to have you on the show today, Chris. Uh, and so, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, Doctor Hall, I'm I'm so honored, and thank you so much for uh, for being on board. And thanks for the work that you're doing. I feel like we're on the same team when it comes to to health and and well being. Uh, and um, so. It's an honor to be a part of this. And, Neil, thank you for, for including me today. Oh, you're welcome, Chris. Thanks for stopping yes, by. Sir. I'm going to definitely check it out as well. Uh, and thanks again for uh, coming on the show. Um, absolutely. It, oh. I'm going to become a, a regular subscriber. Hey, you, got, you see, I have a variety of shows I produce oh. and host, and you never know what celebrity comes on next. That's the way, the fun thing about this. And I love just learning stories, especially from guys. And someday, you never know, when you're in Pittsburgh, look me up. All right? Or maybe I'll be in L.A. Who knows? Uh, after uh, after, after Rona. That. After Rona, right? After Rona. Yeah, after Rona. <laughs> but Chris is, Chris is going Chris is going to tell us when after Rona. But all right, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was super fun. All right, take care. That was the Dr. Christopher Hall Show, guys. Take care.